No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Solomon makes an agreement with King Hiram of Tyre to get timber for the temple construction. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in 1 Kings chapter 5 on Simply the Bible. A building project. It's always exciting and also challenging. David had a great desire to build the house of the Lord. We read in Psalm 132, The Lord remembered David and all his afflictions, how he swore to the Lord and vowed to the Mighty One of Jacob, Surely I will not go into the chamber of my house or go up to the comfort of my bed. I will not give sleep to my eyes or slumber to my eyelids until I find a place for the Lord, a dwelling place for the mighty one of Jacob. But while it was on David's heart to build the temple for the Lord, he was not the one to do it. God chose David's son Solomon to build the temple. God allowed David to gather the materials for the project and even gave David the plans. But now it was time for Solomon to begin the building project. We continue today in 1 Kings chapter 5. Now Hiram, king of Tyre, sent his servants to Solomon because he heard that they had anointed him king in place of his father. For Hiram had always loved David. Hiram, the king of Tyre, had been friends with David. Tyre was in the northern part of Israel on the Mediterranean coast in the land of the Phoenicians. It was one of two of their chief cities. The other was Sidon. Nearby were the famous cedars of Lebanon. Hiram sent his servants to Solomon to congratulate him in becoming king and no doubt to form good relations between them. Then Solomon sent to Hiram, saying, You know how my father David could not build a house for the name of the Lord his God because of the wars which were fought against him on every side, until the Lord put his foes under the soles of his feet. But now the Lord my God has given me rest on every side. There is neither adversary nor evil occurrence. And behold, I propose to build a house for the name of the Lord my God, as the Lord spoke to my father David, your son, whom I will set on your throne in your place, he shall build the house from my name. Now, therefore, command that they cut down cedars for me from Lebanon, and my servants will be with your servants, and I will pay you wages for your servants according to whatever you say. For you know, that there is none among us who has skill to cut timber like the Sidonians. Solomon said to Hiram, You know how my father David could not build the house for the name of the Lord. Hiram already knew about this. No doubt David had informed him that he desired to build the temple, but that the Lord would not let him do it because of the blood that he had shed 
in so many wars. But now God had granted rest to Solomon on every side. Notice that it is only the Lord who can grant peace. Jesus told his disciples, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. It's the Lord who grants peace, shalom, that sense of complete, total well-being. And that was necessary before the building project could begin. You know, a building project is a stressful time. It's a stressful time on a church. And you find out really who's with you and who's not, who's going to be in it for the long haul. God waited until he brought peace to the land before releasing Solomon to build the house of the Lord. Solomon knew that he had been chosen by God for this task. Therefore, he could not fail. Moreover, he had requested an understanding heart, and God gave it to him. Now Solomon exercised wisdom in reaching out to King Hiram, who was an expert in cutting timber. Solomon made a commercial agreement with him. If they would cut the cedars, then Solomon would provide the labor force to help and pay Hiram the wages that he named. When God gave Moses the plans for the construction of the tabernacle, he also selected skilled artisans to do the work. Now this temple would be built to glorify God. It was to be a beautiful house, and it required the most skilled craftsmen. So Solomon chose King Hiram of Tyre to help him procure the timber that he would need for this great project. After owning acreage for 16 years, we as a church are now preparing to build on our property. Hallelujah. And I'm a firm believer in hiring those who are skilled to do the work. This is a great project for a great God. And while we don't want to be extravagant, we want it to be done right. We want the finished product to represent the beauty, the glory, and the excellence of our God. And of course, we want it to be something that practically is going to work well. Verse 7, so it was when Hiram heard the words of Solomon that he rejoiced greatly and said, Blessed be the Lord this day, for he has given David a wise son over this great people. Then Hiram sent to Solomon, saying, I have considered the message which you sent me, and I will do all you desire concerning the cedar and cypress logs. My servants shall bring them down from Lebanon to the sea. I will float them in rafts by sea to the place you indicate to me, and I will have them broken apart there. Then you can take them away, and you shall fulfill my desire by giving food for my household. So the first thing Hiram does is just praise the Lord. I mean, he's very excited that Solomon is now ruling in uh, Israel and sees that he is a wise king and has reached out to him to get the timber. And then he says, this is what we'll do. We will float these timbers down to you along the Mediterranean Sea. And of course, they would be floated to the port of Joppa, which is modern Jaffa. And there the Israelites would take them to Jerusalem where they would be used in the temple. 
The wages would be that Israel would provide for King Hiram's food for his household. Then Hiram gave Solomon cedar and cypress logs according to all his desire. And Solomon gave Hiram 20,000 cores of wheat as food for his household and 20 cores of pressed oil. Thus Solomon gave to Hiram year by year. So the Lord gave Solomon wisdom as he had promised him, and there was peace between Hiram and Solomon, and the two of them made a treaty together. These cedars grew on the western slopes of Lebanon. They were very old trees with hard, beautiful wood that was excellent for construction since it was resistant to decay and insect infestation. Solomon agreed to the terms and each year gave 125,000 bushels of wheat and 115,000 gallons of olive oil. And thus Solomon's wisdom was demonstrated also here through the treaty that he made with King Hiram in providing really a trade agreement and making peace between these two nations. Then King Solomon raised up a labor force out of all Israel, and the labor force was 30,000 men, and he sent them to Lebanon, 10,000 a month in shifts. They were one month in Lebanon and two months at home. Adoniram was in charge of the labor force. Solomon had 70,000 who carried burdens and 80,000 who quarried stone in the mountains. Besides, 3,300 from the chiefs of Solomon's deputies who supervised the people who labored in the work. And the king commanded them to quarry large stones, costly stones and hewn stones to lay the foundation of the temple. So Solomon's builders, Hiram's builders and the Gebelites quarried them and they prepared timber and stones to build the temple. As you see, there was a lot of people that were required to do this. It was a great project. And what's interesting is that there were Jews, there were Gentiles, both working together on this project. You know, God, when he wants to do something, often he can pull all kinds of people. When he wanted to rebuild the temple after it had been destroyed by King Nebuchadnezzar, he moved upon King Cyrus of Persia to issue an edict and thus God used this Gentile king to effect the work of rebuilding the temple. Here he was also using the children of Israel as well as the Gentiles to do this great work. Now Solomon conscripted a labor force from Israel of 30,000 men. 10,000 of the men spent one month each quarter in Lebanon assisting Hiram's men in their work. And then they had two months at home. These men were Israelite citizens and were not treated like slaves. Adoniram, who was part of Solomon's administration, oversaw them. Then Solomon also drafted foreigners, 70,000 who carried burdens and 80,000 who quarried stone. This constituted the slave labor force. Now, 3,300 of them, probably foreigners, were required to supervise them, and over these were 250 Israelite officers. 
The stone was quarried in Israel, probably much of it in Jerusalem, as a large quarry called Solomon's Quarries lies directly under the city of Jerusalem. You can actually explore it today. It goes under the old city. And then there were the Gebelites. The men of Gebel lived 60 miles north of Tyre. They made a significant contribution by preparing timber and stone along with Solomon's and Hiram's craftsmen. As I said, this was a very great project and it would require many, many people to do it. And even at that, it would take seven years to build the temple. You know, I've had to learn great patience as we've waited all this time to start our building project. But one thing I've learned is that God's not in a hurry, but when he does something, he does it right, and he uses a lot of great people to pull it together. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow, we'll see where Solomon constructs the temple. The Lord promises to dwell there if Solomon will walk in his ways. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 1 Kings on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible